Greetings, adventurers. That's the wrong one. Sorry. Welcome to Cast of Thrones, the Game of Thrones podcast. This week, we continue on our epic trail through the clash of kings with Sansa 3 and Caitlin 4. I am Michael Thriftiner tomorrow, and with me is Richard Nick Bristow. I am super stoked for the apocalypse. Apocalypse party in my house. And Jennifer Cheek! I, uh, oh, I didn't mean to interrupt. Um, I'm also excited for the apocalypse, which I know is going to happen, because my dad just sent me a text message full of emojis. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's true. That's but if you, if you <laughs> translate those emojis to the regular keyboard, it says, how do I get these fucking things off? <laughs> Please help me! Someone is forcing me to use these emojis. How do I change it back? <laughs> Tim Lanning. I don't know what emojis are. What? They're little faces and text messages. And Mike Dow. <laughs> Whoa. Um. Hey guys. Hey, how's it going, guys? The apocalypse really snuck up on me. Yeah. It's just around the, the virtual corner. I feel like more people were talking about the apocalypse, um, you know, like a year or so ago, and now that yeah. it's upon us, people are like, yeah, it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. Do you think it's an apocalypse where we're all just going to die on Friday, or where it's going to be like some survivor, like Walking Dead type of situation? Here's the thing. I think both would be equally cool, uh-huh. but, because, like, okay, so say the Earth explodes... Yes. And we all get thrown in the sun. Then we all won. We all beat Earth. You know, we yeah. made it to the end. Nobody else did. But I think the Earth So we all came in last place. Is- no, we just got to the end of the game. We all won. Oh, I see. Beat Earth, Earth being the game. Yeah, yeah. And, and then the other way is, like, you know, um, everything turns to shit. Life is a living hellhole. And we kill zombies. And you never know if you're going to live another day. Also cool. Guys, I'm not ready for the zombie apocalypse. I don't think I'm strong enough yet. Oh, yeah, I'd kill you at beginning. If see, Sometimes if, when Jennifer gets a cold, I think about hit, bashing her brain in now, with a hammer. Now, you hold on one fucking second, because I am not a whiny sick person. I don't get sick. Well, no, what I'm saying is, like, if you're cold, could be patient zero of the apocalypse. I can't right. take that risk. I have I to will, bash your head in with I a will, hammer. I will, you know, readily admit that I am, like, ill-prepared for the apocalypse, because, like... I'm blind, like, I've got, like, contacts, and, like, that seems like that'll be difficult. Can we go... And, and I'm a lady, so, like, I have period things, like, mm-hmm. that'll be difficult That's to true. deal with. Like, Can we go around the horn and say what our apocalypse skills are? Yeah. Tim, you start. Okay. I am a natural leader. I'm a problem solver. <laughs> I can fit into small spaces. Um, uh, chivalry. Uh, dexterity. Um, hey, I have you a... Have charisma? Uh... I can um, trick zombies into believing I'm one of them. Uh, many other things I'm good at. I think I should be kept around in the apocalypse party um, because I like I like to do podcasts, and everyone needs podcasts, right? Even in the apocalypse. Well, yeah, because radio won't work. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you have to have the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. If it's not on your iPod, you're no. You know what are you gonna do? Done. Jennifer, what do you? What's your um, skill? I'm good at being really nice to people and making them like me. Is that true? Yeah, it is. I'm great at that. I, I'm that person at work that everyone tells me all their shit about. Like, I know shit about everyone in my office. Oh my god, tell us some shit. I'm not. I can't. Not, see, that's the thing. I keep my mouth shut, though. But, but I know no, things. You're never going to trick you. No, nobody's going to know. Mm. What is? What did Susan do today? There is a Susan in my work. Did you know there's a Susan in my work? 
what did she do today? <laughs> Tell me. Did she get back with Steve? No, I'm uncomfortable. Scott. I don't wanna... No. Anyway. <laughs> Guys, that was funny for two reasons. Three reasons, but go ahead. Anyway, I and I also, I'm a, I'm a good cook. I feel like I could make some meals out of... Are you good at fine? cooking, like, roots? Yeah, I can do that. I think I could do that. I took, like, the weird classes in camp to, like, cook outdoors. Let me follow up. You think cooking meat is sometimes gross? I know, but I get over it. Like, she's not... You think about- cooking meat is gross? No, I just get grossed out by the texture of raw meat sometimes, even though I totally eat it. What do you guys... Even raw human meat? Yeah. Even raw, even raw human meat. Uh, no, we eat vegetarian at home, like, almost all the time. Because we're not murderers. We eat meat out and about, but usually don't cook it at home. Thrifty, how about yourself? Uh, I'm going to die in the first episode. Nice. Oh, so you're like that guy where they're like, oh, he's going to be a main character. Like, nope, he's dead. Yeah. Like that guy in episode one of Survivor. Like, oh, this person's interesting. But they can't put the secret monkey back together. I was trying to compare myself to a lady character in Walking Dead and like, well, they're all terrible or they're a lot better with guns than me. Like... They didn't yeah, start that way, Jennifer. They practiced. Yeah, I think... I don't know. Maybe. You have southern blood in you. So. I, do have, I do have that redneck blood. We know the rednecks live mm-hmm. real good in the apocalypse. Ooh, you have a crossbow? I don't, but I wish. I'm sure and, that someone in my family has a crossbow. That's every, I'll ask about that. I'll and everyone knows skills are passed down through the bloodline. So. This is true. So this is uh, off-topic podcast number two. <laughs> Sorry. It's not. We're going to talk all right, um, I'm going to need you guys to all roll a d20. Okay. <laughs> no. I got a four. Tim, you did roll a d20. I rolled a d4 and I, I got a, a four. Hold on. Wait, do you really have a, do you have a d20 later <laughs> I have an app for uh, oh dice. Oh, my God. So why, why are we doing this? Because Thirsty's an idiot. Oh, my God. Well, I Nobody's still listening so to this. All of this should be cut out. I don't know where my dice app is. <laughs> Oh, here it is. I found it. Hold on. Stop rolling. I hate you. <laughs> Alright, well, what'd you guys roll? I rolled a 20. I rolled a 4 out of 4. You so rolled I a crit. nat 20? I rolled a nat 20. I should have saved that shit. Alright, well, Jennifer, <laughs> tell us what happened in Sansa 3. Oh, I, well, I can do that because we have shark notes. <laughs> shark notes. Um, it's been a little while since I went ago. Really? Really? Yeah. Um. Uh. Oh, yeah. Sansa has to be pretty, apparently, because she has to go see Joffrey, and she's been getting beat on and stuff. Yeah, she is essentially super freaked out because Joffrey, for some reason, wants to see her, and it is urgent, and he is in a a, a way. He's always in a way. Doesn't he, like, shoot a cat with a crossbow? He shoots a cat. he does. That's... In this chapter, right? That's yes. just mean. You shouldn't do he's that. Evil. And he's, he's real mad. Yeah. Apparently, the Hound is letting Sansa know that she has to be very pretty because Joffrey likes it when she's pretty. Mm-hmm. You gotta, be, you gotta get your pretty face on. You gotta look sweet. <laughs> you gotta be sweet. You gotta be so sweet. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Joff is pretty pissed off because Rob Stark who you might remember is Sansa Stark's brother, mm-hmm. uh, has won a decisive victory against Stafford Lannister. Mm-hmm. Kind of messed up their whole, hey, it's our second and or third army, depending on how you look at it. Yeah. And they don't know how this win happened either. They're yeah. like extremely confused. They're like, I guess a pack of demon direwolves broke into yeah. their camp and ate everyone, but who's to say? It wasn't us. It wasn't our, like, incompetence or yeah. no, overconfidence or, you know, us being dicks. Sure. They feasted on no. their flesh. But the big thing here is this was the second army that was uh, everyone was hooting and hollering about. When uh, Tyrion was mentioning sending uh, peace terms back and forth with Rob, mm-hmm. one of the big things was he's like, hey, I don't really care if he accepts it. I just need time for Stafford to essentially... Loan us his uh, troops. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah. So I think basically, like they went in and cut the horses, and um, then the dire, and then uh, you know. Well, there was a guy who was peeing. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm just making funny jokes. Fart time from the show. One of the fart. And he's like, what's that out there? And then a direwolf came and ate him. I think there are multiple fart jokes in the show. I forget, like I forgot that I thought that scene was made up in the show, but yeah, it's right here. Forgot about that. Uh, but yeah, That's they they, uh, <laughs> they they cut the lines. They got rid of all their horses, and then like all the cell swords were just like, "Fuck this, we're out of here." And yeah, left and, like, them. The horses were like stampeding through the camp, and mm-hmm. it was rough. While Grey Wind was just running around, just chomping yes, at fools, snarling. Buskin showing its dog butt. <laughs> he said Buskin? Mm-hmm. Like he was playing music he for wants, money on the He wants money. Street. It's really annoying. <laughs> Do you know what the is? Yeah, you have to have a busking license in order to hawk your music wares in the subway. Everyone knows And Greywind is what what instrument does he play? He has one of those old timey <laughs> harmonicas and like oh. an old dirt hat. Obviously a wind instrument of Maybe some kind. Um, so Joff takes this as an opportunity to get his fiance beat up and have her boobies pop out. This mm-hmm. is so upsetting. Yeah, like, he, uh, Sir Dantos is like, oh, hey, um, you know, th- this is fun. How-, how about I hit her with this melon? And like, oh, look, like, she, her hair is all sticky. Isn't that funny, guys? <laughs> Joffrey, do you think this is funny? Please, Joffrey, please stop please, smiling. Please laugh. The melon would have hurt. I do too. I guess. Not, have you never seen that gif of that lady who is trying to catapult a watermelon? Yeah. Back into her face. It looks super painful. <laughs> oh, like I don't think that's so good, but I guess it's better than like getting beat upon with a fist. Maybe. Guys, what type of melon is this? Uh, yeah, that's the thing. What sort of melon could be a, like. Uh, well, this is probably before evolution Taylor? happened and Galileo innovated other melons. So this is melon one. Uh, yeah, uh, Joffrey is, uh, not happy with Sir Dantos's, uh, you know, attempts to save her from getting, like, brutally, brutally beaten. Right, so she, he says, Sir Boros, uh, you hit her with your sword. And, and, and fist. Yeah, she gets, like, really beat up bad. Like, yeah. her yeah. dress is, like, completely torn off. She gets, like, beat on the back of the legs sword. Like, yeah. It's deflated, I'm assuming, but still, like, that's really bad. But she can't feel great. She gets like punched it. in the gut with a chained yeah. fist. Or, a yeah. cha- like, a, a, like, a mailed fist. And that can, like, really A scalloped up. gauntlet, you might say. Yeah. I would, I, I would say know, lobster steel. Of all the things I don't want to get hit in the stomach with, like, that's that's pretty far up there. It's like, that sounds like it would hurt a lot. It's, it's super brutal, is basically what we're trying to say, and it's really messed up. Luckily, Tyrion comes by, and it's like, what the shit is happening right now? You guys stop well, it. Well, he comes by after Joffrey's like, well, this is fun. Now let's see what she looks like naked. And she's already kind of, oh yeah, and they rip her clothes off, and mm-hmm. she's partially naked. And it doesn't really ever give the indication that uh, Joffrey is doing that for sexy purposes. No, I don't think there's anything to do with it. I think it's I mean, a power it, thing. you kind of would assume that, but then getting to know Joffrey. Exactly. Uh, maybe not. No. Yeah. Plus, he'd just be like, show me her stuff, but don't punch her. That's silly. Or he could just order her, to, if he wanted to just see her stuff, he'd just order her to his room. Yeah, show me her stuff. He does it in public. He wants to humiliate her. Yeah. And he wants to, like, be in control. Once of again, power. Joffrey is doing bad things He's to super, humans. super evil. Like, well, super evil. He as when Tyrion comes by, he even talks to Tyrion. And he's like, "Well, I don't want her to love me. I want her to fear me. And look how much she fears me." And uh, that's when we get like, "Well, Stannis and uh, Renly are, are not going to fear you." Yeah, you know, if not they were not twelve year old girls, naked twelve year olds. They would exactly. be okay, but this is not how you win a realm, my my young. Uh, uh uncle. Wait, what did they say? No. Why do you call him an uncle? Yeah, they say an uncle. Remember we yeah, had the conversation? That's, just, that's an uncle. Yeah, but I wanted the opposite. Nephew? <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. I think that would be like an F-U. 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 Yeah. Thank you. Anyway, so Tyrion comes by and he puts a stop to all this shit. He basically is like, I'm going to call your mom on you and Joffrey <laughs> gets afraid. Which is kind of funny, like, in a morbid way. It's like, this dude who's doing terrible things to this girl is afraid of his mom. Yeah, because he's like, kind of tells you what's up with Cersei, and that she's kind of a scary lady. She's rough, He's roughly 14, so mm-hmm. there's lots of fear to be had by one Cersei. I feel like Cersei would definitely slap him upside the head. 
Well, the thing is, like, Cersei, she's the queen regent, right? Isn't she the one with, like, ultimate control, really? Not really. Essentially, because it's between her and Tyrion. Yeah, like, fucking Joffrey doesn't have any real power. I don't know why they don't, like... Get him in line while they still can. Like, I don't think, but he does with like. I mean, he's supposed. You know, in the eyes of the people, he has to seem kingly, right? But behind these walls, like, they need to be like, "You're a dickhole. We need to fix you before you take power." Basically, Cersei's queen regent, and that she does stuff that he doesn't care about. That's what it is for her. It's not that she's more powerful than him. Yeah. She's not. Well, I mean, Joffrey can do whatever he wants. It's just that nothing that he has wanted to do has really kind of brushed up against um, Cersei or Tyrion. Exactly. And whenever it does, his thing stops. Yeah. So... Mm-hmm. So I guess he doesn't have that much power? I don't know. I think it's just because he's younger right now, though. No, like, that's totally why. Because he's, he not, he's not really in charge. Yeah. But he but can he do it. But he's not. But he yeah. is. Anyway, Tyrion uh, makes a stop in the house. Basically, like, if he doesn't change his ways, his reign is going to be shorter than Tyrion. Uh, that's is that was that the joke? This I can't is even remember. The episode of terrible jokes. Yeah, I that wasn't know. even my joke. I thought they wrote that. Let's see. Did he? Did they? I don't remember. I think yeah. Yeah. they wrote it just like that verbatim. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. All right. Fair mm-hmm. enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sir Boros took that as a uh, threat to Joffrey because he's a big dummy. And then Tyrion is like, hey, that's not a threat. And he's like, Timmet, Bronn, if he talks again, kill him. See? That was a threat. It's just that he's educating his nephew. Yeah. That's that's very good. I feel like this happens a lot. And then a line that's like really excellent from the show I find out is in the book. Yeah, like I forget about it. And then it's like, oh, there it is. Oh, man. Yeah, basically everything that's great in the show is like directly from the book. Yep, pretty much. Hey, what can you do? Jar Jar knows. He, he wrote some good books, I'd say. If yeah. I had, if I had an argument about it, does does Jar Jar have a writing credit on like every episode? Because he should. I think it's like based know. upon the works of. Jar, I know, Jar but like if they're lifting lines of dialogue directly from the book, I think he should get like some credit for writing. Yeah. He's got to be like an executive producer or something, right? Yeah, but like making that up. No, I think he is an EP, but like EPs don't get like awards and stuff. I'm sure he gets to go on stage in all of his episodes that he has written or directed or whatever have uh, gotten nice reviews. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. He has done well. I'm not. I'm not saying like I feel bad for him. Like he's like getting left out. I'm just. I'm just saying. It, it, You're it, saying that TV show watchers just need to know. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's really good. Yeah. Like, this comes from somewhere. Um, anyway, moving on. Sansa is uh, you know kind of carried, taken back uh, to Tyrion's tower, the Tower of the Hand, if you will, and uh, he's like. They get her some medicine. He's basically just trying to comfort her, and she's she's not buying it. She doesn't trust no. him at all. Why? And why would she? Like, I mean, he's been nice to her, but like, so Joffrey was kind of nice to her at one point too. Like, yeah, this is one of the big like, oh man, if uh, if Sansa played this differently, it would have gone much better. But it's like, no well, I mean, she doesn't trust Cersei, and Cersei is like kind of nice to her all the time, so. What if Tyrion is just like Cersei? So she yeah. is also has up her mental uh, armor. I think it's smarter for her to, in general, distrust all Lannisters. Mm-hmm. Because, like, and, and Tyrion even comments that she's learning quickly yeah. how to lie and how that's such a good skill to have. And I think that really is like a huge like think about Sansa from the first book versus Sansa now. Like even just halfway through this. Um, guys. Guys, uh, he, George R. R. Martin was a co-executive producer uh, on Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. He was also the executive producer on the video game Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, so that, that's he's, probably good, too. just like a, in a production world, is just like, hey, you gave us money, here's an EP credit. Or, hey, you wrote the book, here's an EP credit. Did you guys know that he played Maester Martin in the video game of Game of Thrones? What? I did not know that. And this- also, he played restaurant patron in uh, 1988 in the TV series Beauty and the Beast. What? What? <laughs> There's a TV series of Beauty and the Beast? 
What? Of course there is. I gotta get that on video. Get out of town. It's yeah, got what's well, like, from the Terminator in it, and I the guy never... with the weird face. Yeah, Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman. Yes, exactly. Ron what Perlman. Is what is it about? I didn't it's know the TV series. Beauty and the Beast, dog. Like the like monster and like the the lady and the the, yeah. the house and like singing teapots and shit. No, there's no singing teapots. Why? Um, Thrifty, do you know that the first year that that TV show came out was the year I was born? Wow. <laughs> the Left Lane says he wrote the show. He did. He was a big, big dude uh, in, in Beauty and the Beast. He produced uh, 26 episodes of it. Yeah, like uh, Jar Jar was a TV writer for a long time before he did Game of Thrones. Which is probably why Game of Thrones. so good and Princess TV so well. Yeah, um... Where were we going with this? Um, I don't know. I was yelling at him because... I, I was making a subtle joke. It was a bad joke. Um, <laughs> I was saying before Tim made his bad joke was that Sansa has grown a lot from the first book to halfway through the second book. Because in the first book, she was very trusting and like, I'll just tell everyone my secrets. But now she has got like a very oh, yeah. good mask going on. Know, well, like, she plays her cards like close. <laughs> she's super tall. But she hasn't flowered yet. But uh, once her father died, I really think she's like, uh-oh, I'm in a den of vipers. And if you yeah. can kind of look at, you know, book one, and, and yeah, book one as the Starks are playing the Game of Thrones, and heavens, are they not very good at it. And they don't, these northerners, with their honor and their what have you, have to step down in this den of snake and thieves mm-hmm. and really learn the basics. And Sansa's learning always lie. Pretty much. You know, it's it's weird, like, in the UK, like, their northerners are basically thought of, like, how we think of, like, southern people, like, stereotypical southern people, and and it's kind of the same here in Game of Thrones, where the northerners are like, oh, we don't know nothing about that big, their Game of Thrones stuff, we just want to make icicles and stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. I just make a snowman. And their southern people are Italians. Or, well... They, they no. like... Or Mexicans. Um, so, uh, it, it, I, I was wondering, it would be weird if you read Game of Thrones, like, from beginning to end, mm-hmm. but read one character at a time. And I wonder if you just read Sansa, if you would trust Tyrion based on just her chapters. Because we, we know both sides, and we know that Tyrion's pretty trustworthy. That's a curious uh, uh, experiment. And, you know, it's kind of hard to separate your feelings when, like, you're reading this, and you're like, duh, come on, Sansa, Tyrion's obviously a good guy, just trust him. And, uh, I don't know. I don't, if, I don't know if I, I just think I would be Sansa if I would her, feel so strongly but, about that. But who's to say? I mean, he's a, a Lannister. Yeah. Fucking Lannisters. Uh, When I actually, when I first started reading Game of Thrones, uh, I don't know who it was, was like, oh, Lannister bad, Stark good, go. And like, that's not really the case. Yeah, they show Tyrion being good, like, pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. But you do think that his entire family's bad, so you're like, who is this guy? Yeah, but that's the thing. When somebody told me that, I was like, wait, so Tyrion is a bad guy. What's going on? I was confused. (laughs) Anyway, moving on. Where were we? Okay, so Tyrion takes Sansa to the, his tower, Tower of the Hand. Um, he gets a, a um, maester to come and take care of all of her wounds. And basically they give her some dream wine and knock her out because yeah. she's in a lot of pain. And they go sleep. And she wakes up later. She's still in a lot of pain. Um, they finally get her to eat like a little bit of food. And Tyrion comes and like tries to talk to her all nice and be like, are you okay? Like, what's going on? And she still does robot voice because yeah. she doesn't She's like, I don't trust you, she says out loud. And he's like, you should trust me. You shouldn't marry Joffrey. And she's like, I love Joffrey. He's the best. Yeah. He basically does say that he does not intend for her to ever marry Joffrey, which is good. And it does sound like in the show, like, we're joking that she sounds like a robot, but apparently she responds like a robot, but sounds like a real human being. Like, she's doing a really good job selling it. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, that right there should be signal enough for her to be like, oh, maybe I can trust him. Well, she's wondering, Nick, behind you! There's someone in your house! (laughs) (laughs) She's, um, she's wondering if it's a trap, though. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 
family to die. I hate <laughs> Cersei. I think Cersei's my least favorite character after like in the series. I hate her so much, uh, and I hate her. Ch- I hate her chapters too. What that I hate Cersei. Oh, that she's a character. Yeah, I guess it is kind of. I don't know. Nick. Someone like to hear that. Uh, God, Nick. <laughs> yeah, uh, um, oh, so in addition to just, like, Tyrion being like, hey, Sansa, sorry that my nephew beat the shit out of you, or by proxy from his dudes, mm-hmm. he also is like, hey, all those rumors about your brother having demon wolves, that's bullshit. They just got attacked during the night. Yeah. My uncle is dumb as a bag of uncles. <laughs> <laughs> Why did I laugh at that? That wasn't funny. <laughs> that was terrible. You mean a bag of nuncles? It's nice. a classic. Now that's funny. That's a funnier joke. <laughs> See, a comedy. That's a classic. Look this way, but then this way, and then you get what you don't want, and you want what you get. What? And uh, it sounds like they didn't even put up goddamn sentries to protect their goddamn home base, but you gotta do. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's, it's totally not it's, magic shit. It's just that they lost. It sounds like his perception was pretty low. Oh my god. Can we end this podcast forever? Because the jokes are so bad. Um, okay, guys, uh, I think that does it for Sansa. So now That's it's it. halftime. So what did you guys do this weekend? This weekend, I played video games because it was Call of Duty Double XP Week. Oh, God. We also, God you're the worst. We also, Between Call of Duty and World of Warcraft, I don't even uh, want friends with you. Jennifer, when's the last time I played World of World of like Warcraft? two weeks ago. Um, but... You know what I did this weekend? Uh, try not to murder my husband for playing Call of Duty with our new like surround sound system, which makes it makes me feel like I'm in a war zone. Yeah, it's terrible. It's so loud. I Whenever so I throw a grenade, uh, my butt goes up because I'll, of all the vibrations. I usually sit chilling in the kitchen with my computer, doing whatever I do in here, painting nails, and I can see Tim on the couch. And when it makes a real loud sound, I just really mean mug at him and he knows <laughs> i'm like uh, so so you got a new sound system uh how, so it's it's pretty great how how the neighbors like it oh god well here's I, another story <laughs> yeah. we live in a crack den now because tim has tried to soundproof our house by putting up soundproofing which is fine except for he also put up these hooks on the wall to hang a blanket from yeah Mm-hmm. To block the sound. So, so you know what? You would hide a bicycle or maybe a, a canoe in your garage. I put those up in my entryway, my foyer, if you will. And yeah. now I I hang a giant brown comforter. It looks great. Uh, it sounds like so it's great. You know, I, when I lived in my townhouse, um, we had like a really nice sound system, and um, basically they called the cops on us. About once a month, and the cops would come by and talk to us and be like, "You guys need to keep down the music or whatever." And we'd be like, "I I don't know what you're talking about. We're just watching TV." And then we found out that any time any base went through the wall to their house, they would just call the cops on us. So we eventually had to unplug our subwoofer because they were assholes. Mainly. God, what a bunch of jerkwads! We can't really yeah. hear our neighbors, so I don't. They can hear us too much. Well, they probably aren't listening to that banging dubstep beat. Yeah. The thing is, and then we're like, why didn't you guys just tell us you could hear the subwoofer instead of just keep calling the cops? Like, because we kept turning it down and down, and it was literally just, once we turned off the subwoofer, they didn't care at all. Yeah, that's never told them. They should have just, like... Oh, they were the worst neighbors. They should have brought you. Instead of being hyper-broken behind the cops. Yeah. It was the worst. If someone knocked on our door, we couldn't hear because of all the bass. (laughs) Dropping that bass. Oh. Hmm. Oh. Mm. This episode is going really well. I like it's the flow. Really We're all we riffing should, good. Maybe we should talk about Catelyn 4. Yeah, let's do that. She got a whole other chapter, you guys. Um, yeah, man. She has had like two practically back to back. Well, mm-hmm. this is a real good Catelyn chapter. Guys, this is this a is, real good Game of Thrones chapter. It, this is a this is an excellent chapter. This is where I was hoping it was going to go in the last chapter, but it ended before the good part. Thrifty, I bought a ticket for this entire seat, but I I, I got to tell you, I didn't use the entire seat. Was it sold to you by the uh, <laughs> the respected British Ye- gaming magazine? <laughs> it, it was. It really was. 
was. Or one of the people from the YouTube. I like Marie. It's just the worst episode we've ever done. <laughs> we gotta increase that brain. Yeah, no, it's pretty bad. We gotta increase... Guys... Let's let's take a, a step back. How's everyone's weekend? And how's everyone's brand doing? <laughs> no, no more. Talk about. I Catholic feel like now. my brand is doing pretty good. I feel like your brand is really going down tonight. <laughs> I made a hentai joke on Twitter, and it's getting some good traction. That was a good. See, that was a funny joke. Oh. Unlike any joke you made this morning, this evening. Sorry, tough love. So, so guys, Catelyn goes to this creepy little sept uh, where they don't even have proper statues. They just have like <laughs> they just have pictures of statues. They, have, like, they just have like charcoal, charcoal rubbings or something. You know what I thought of when <laughs> and I was she like prays. picturing? All it's the, like the it's gods. like going to like the computer lab and they just have pictures of computers. No, it's a cave. It's a cave <laughs> I pictured you know that in that uh, in that like uh, art thing in like Italy or Spain or whatever, where that lady tries to recreate. <laughs> And the church. Yeah. And the Jesus. And, and they tried to repaint the Jesus. And, now and it was horrible. <laughs> yeah. That's why I assume um, all of these. Guys, I just thought about it. And if there was a computer lab and then instead of monitors, it just had like pictures, but all the pictures were like of computer screens with porn on them, I think people would still go. <laughs> How would it go? That's what a computer lab is. Yeah. Anyway, this happens up in the set. She's praying, just thinking. She's like frustrated because she had tried to broke her piece. She broke her peas? God damn it. That's not a good joke. If you can't come to the podcast anymore, (laughs) you can't go. Um, And she's pretty. There's like seven different gods. We have played this game before. Mm -hmm. There's mother, father. Wait, no. Is there a father? The Holy Ghost. No. This is a different religion. Jesus. Quetzalcoatl. The, the, oh. the stranger, which is the when you send your hand to go off to hand. Goku after the Saiyan saga. <laughs> um, there's the, the smith. The warrior. The maid. The mother. The crone. The crone. The stranger. The warrior. We're all like said- you keep repeating them. <laughs> Have we said the We don't need to yes. list them. They're not important. Anyway, Catelyn's like looking at all of them and praying to certain ones. But she prays to the mother, which makes sense. I did it. I don't want to say that loud it's boring. Shut up. <laughs> Catelyn prays to the mother and she's thinking about how she's a mother and other mothers that she knows. She thinks about her own mother yeah. and how she died in childbirth. And then she thinks about Cersei for a little bit, which I think is interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Basically, Catelyn's like, I wonder well, what it would be like if me and Cersei made out. Like, because, you know, we hate each other, <laughs> but I think it'd be kind of hot. Anyway... <laughs> Thanks, mother. Thanks, God. Godmother. That thought's for you, wink stranger. (laughs) This scene is artistic as hell. Like, there's just, like, these flickering lights going on. There's, like, these real shadings happening. And And the ghosts that she sees in these charcoal drawings are sometimes of herself, of her mother, of her daughter. And she looks into the mirror and she sees Cersei's face. It's so meaningful. Oh my god. The sexual fantasy is coming true. Oh god. <laughs> only I can make out with myself, but also myself and Cersei. If, if Caitlyn was like, hey, or if Cersei was like, no, no, if Caitlyn was like, Cersei, if you have sex with me, I'll keep your secret about the whole infidelity thing, I think Cersei would do it. I think she wouldn't be like, now, what did you want? At the end, because she just won't do it. I'm just saying. <laughs> she was just down with it. You're saying that she wants to make sex to cat. I'm saying I need more fan fiction. <laughs> so Not it's right. almost dawn, and uh, and so they go. All right, we'll go back. And so Catelyn goes to uh, Renly's big, big old green tent. Mm-hmm. She, the, the, the reason she's going there to talk to him, though, is because she's been talking to. Um, oh my gosh, what's that guy's name? She's been talking to one of her night guys, and she's basically like, "Hey, I think that my son Bran saw something. I think he saw right. the queen and Jamie committing incest, and that he can be a witness, and we should make like a council and like let that be known, and then she's yeah. the king." The, so she the, goes to, uh, to like give him her plan. The god ghosts are really stirring some feelings within her. Yeah. Anyway, mm-hmm. she goes to tell Renly about this. Brienne's in there helping Renly get dressed, and she's like, "Hey, this is my plan." what's going on. Oh, wait, yeah. hold on. Let me step back for a second before we get there. Please do. Um, Brindley is talking to his wife, War Council, guys, and they're all like, hey, you should go fight right now before the dawn. And he's like, no way. We agreed on the dawn. That's when we're going to go. Whoops. He's yeah. like, 
I don't want to win this fight like in a backhanded, treacherous way. That wouldn't be ironic. Yeah, that wouldn't be weird at all. And they're worried because the sun will be in their eyes or whatever. And he's like, "I, the night of flowers will take care of it." Yeah, yeah guys, they really shouldn't be re- afraid of the sun. They should be afraid of the darkness. If you know what I'm saying. I do know because or the shadows, the shadows, um, and as she's trying to convince them, and as they're arguing over who will ride the van, essentially he's like, "I don't really care anymore." About all that uh, other proper stuff. You know, about how Stannis is really the eldest. Or about how maybe Joffrey is not legitimate. I have the strength. Let's do this. I mean, Catelyn is... Catelyn's barking up the wrong tree here. I mean, Renly has absolutely nothing to gain from this. He's got all of the men. Mm. Everyone loves him. Especially Um, the men. I I was on Reddit (laughs) today, and I was looking at Westeros broken into, like each section based off, like, who was in charge. And mm-hmm. the Tyrells have such a huge, vast thing yeah. of land. They're, like, extremely, extremely powerful. Yeah, like, the Lannisters are super powerful because they have gold mines and other mines, but the the Tyrells have so much food, man. Yeah, that's the thing. They're yeah. the bread basket of Westeros. Mm-hmm. They got all that, that good fruit and yeah. vegetables. And, like, I sometimes feel that the number of uh, people that Stannis, excuse me, that uh, uh, Renly has is, like, unimaginable. Like, he says he's had, he has 100,000 troops, when every other army has, like, 25,000. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Crazy. Well, I think it's just because he has, like, super powerful houses, like, a lot yes. of them. So, it's how it worked out. People so like, like him. He's got charisma. Yeah. He's got charisma. And, and he's he's totally got right, like, the X Factor. <laughs> but at some point, like, it doesn't matter what's true. It matters, like, who's going to follow who. Guys, might makes right. It kind of does in Westeros, or well, in a lot of places. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, and- guys, there's there's three guys. There's a rich guy. Okay. And yeah. Have you guys heard this one? No. There's a, I, I there's a so. king, mm-hmm. and there's a holy person, Okay. and there's a sword. So there's four guys. Mm-hmm. I, I forget. I I, I, I can't remember. It's like and who we don't who, who serve wins cell in Baccarat. They all, all right. walk into a bar. So mm-hmm. you have a knight. You have you know you have a cell sword. You have a, a, a septon, and you have a king, and you have a boat. No, and you have to get him across the river. No, uh, right. but you, you have to have somebody on the boat at all times. But the septon will eat the king's eggs exactly. if he's left alone. And if right. the cell sword and the king doesn't trust the septon the, is eggs. By the yeah. way, yeah, septon is eggs. <laughs> he's a man. He's a man egg. He's a man egg. Uh, so you take and they, they the can't all go at once because they'll sink. And something go like back, that. grab all this the cell sword, then bring the cell sword across, but grab the septon. And then go back and get the king. What is happening right now? What is happening? How did this story morph into what it did? I feel like I need I'm a like drink. I'm like angry and impressed. I am not drinking tonight, and I feel that's affecting me, like, a lot. This is like our 28th episode with no show, okay? <laughs> yeah, seriously. We're doing this every fucking week. We bleed for you. Because we, we love you guys. So guys, I miss Game of Thrones television program. And we program. love the attention, because if you don't love us, then we'll die. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, true. That's it's a real Every problem. Every time I lose my um, wings, someone it's a, it's subscribes a, It's a really scary heart condition. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Anyway, so what happens is, I, get, I think Renly's like, look, I don't give a shit anymore. Everybody leave you alone. Renly, <laughs> Renly tells a cool story about how his like brother <laughs> won't stop for anything and he'll you know didn't want to catapult dead bodies and he loves the taste of human flesh because he's like maybe I'll eat them later don't yeah. throw them over the wall <laughs> mostly just that status is like extremely tenacious and like rather than than give up mm-hmm. and, and say hey I lose he's like no I will literally stay in here and start with them yeah. until I win question um, do you go crazy from eating other humans or is it just like going eating other human brains or what's the deal with that you can. You can go crazy. Is it just no, if you don't cook it well? Or is it uh, like, oh my god, I'm eating Steve, and I'm enjoying it a lot, and I don't know how yeah, to feel no, about it. Is that, really, that kind of crazy? Is it like mad human disease you're talking about? It essentially no, I, is I, mad human disease. 
It's what? They've studied... It is essentially mad human disease. When they've studied, like, cannibal tribes, they get similar uh, uh, symptoms to uh, mad cow. But is it just, like, improper preparation, or is it, like... I believe it's evolution being, like, don't eat your own. That's fucked up. That's different than... Okay, so, like, a cannibal tribe, or a cannibal... We're people who, like, cannibalizes on a regular basis is different than, like, Donner Party... Which is what status is situation is. So you eat human flesh like just for like, a little while because you have to. That's the same yeah. thing they say about smoking marijuana. What I'm but saying if you smoke is, marijuana you, time, to go to the doctor. you will you will eat people. <laughs> I mean, it's not fair because the brain's the tastiest part. That's yeah, true. true. That's true. That's where all the nutrients are. Is it it tastes like bubble gum, I assume. <laughs> Guys, this is where we, where we um, So Caitlin has her dumb idea about the council, and then. Um, Renly's like, 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 yeah, not so much. And then, Shadow Monster? What? It's like that shadow from um, Peter Pan, except it fucking kills you afterwards. That that shadow has a mind of its own. He's so mischievous, that guy. Now, can we all rewind back to the very first time you read A Clash of Kings? What the hell did you think happened? Oh my god, I had no idea what was happening. I thought it was like a guy... Dressed like basically your Halloween costume, Tim. I thought there was just a guy in there pretending to be a shadow, <laughs> and then he stabbed him. And I was like, well, "How did they not notice a guy like being a shadow on a wall?" Yeah, like I thought. What I thought was that Brienne really killed him because I thought that Catelyn mistook Renly's shadow because she's like, "Oh, then Renly's shadow lifted out his sword," but then she was like, "Oh shit, there's no sword there. What's happening?" And then his gorget was sliced clean through like butter, and then his blood went everywhere like an idiot. But, uh, but uh, yeah, I thought I, I think I thought it was weird, magicy stuff. I think I thought it was magic. I think I eventually realized it, but I was like, "What the fuck?" But I do love how like you get Catelyn's point of view, where she goes from being like, "What's happening?" There's to a draft. realizing that something magical is happening in her presence. Doesn't Renly? Doesn't Renly say like it's cold or something like that? Yeah, he does. yeah. He he says like, "Oh, um, it's." It feels cold in here, and that's like the last thing he says. And then uh, Brienne's like, "You're good, no." And then it's like Wilhelm scream. Yeah, now, that, that was written really well. From like what the shit is happening, from a like how uh, like chaotic yeah. that would be to see some magic ass magic shit like that. Guys, mm-hmm. magic! You're reading Game yeah. of Thrones fantasy, it's, and you kind of forget, I think, sometimes in Game of Thrones. That magic is around poor, and happening. Poor She's so oh, sad. Poor Brienne. It's just the only time she ever got to hold him is when he was dead. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, man, Brienne. I think Brienne's such an interesting character. Like, I know that I talked about her a, a decent length on the Wine Women West Coast episodes, but, like, I think the fact that she's, like, not a stereotypical feminine lady at all, but she's still very much heterosexual, I think is, is, is neat to see. Because most of the time, like, a lot of times in literature, like, movies and stuff, if you have, like, a super butchy lady, then they make her be a lesbian. But that's not at all what's happening with her. She's like, no, I like boys. I just also like swords and fighting a lot. Mm-hmm. And, and she does really some ass. Oh, my God. Um, she kicks so much. Well, I looked it up, like, and it says, Renly says, cold, said Renly in a small, puzzled voice. That's it. Oh, sad. That's really good. So, basically, cold. like, two seconds, like, they scream. And people come in and they see Brienne covered in Renly's blood, and they're like, "What?" Yeah, and she's currently screaming, but they're like, "You devil woman! Yeah. I will stab you now!" And she's like, "Uh, uh-uh, I'm quick." Yeah, she cuts a dude's hand off. Mm-hmm. Um, and Catelyn hits a dude in the head with a brazier. It's mm-hmm. pretty good. But the thing is, the guy's hand who cu- she cuts off is like just holding a torch, and he's like not even part of it. He's just walking by. And she slices it Hello. off. What the hell? Nick, that's not true. <laughs> uh, yeah, she she moves quicker than Caitlyn could even imagine. Yeah. She's a real well. She like won the freaking melee. Like she's a good fighter. Like, she's the she, best. Fighter. She's lithe as a motherfucker. She's what? Lithe. 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 Is that how you say that word? I don't know. Um. So Caitlyn convinces Sir Robar that she, he should help. And uh, and he manages to get, buy them a few seconds so they can uh, escape yep. and abscond. Mm-hmm. Just like and, uh, we're escaping from this podcast because it's over. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, so they run away. 
Covered in blood. That was like, but this chapter is definitely one of the best, I think, in Game of Thrones, and like one of the craziest. Yes. It's like really intense. I mean, it's really quick and short, but. It is. Yeah, like. The whole like fight scene and. Uh, is really well done. It's described really well, and um, Brienne comes across as as a huge, like like a real badass compared to and, like everything else about her. And like for me, I remember when I read this the first time, like this is like a super game changer on like what's happening mm-hmm. because you're at this point you're thinking, all right, like it seems like Renly's gonna like totally win this shit, yeah. and then this like throws everything into chaos. I think. Catelyn even says that, oh, yep, these people are uh, Stannis's now. They yep. just don't know it. And then she thinks about how Stannis talks about how Rob is a traitor. And yeah, like, oh, she's super afraid. Because, like, I think Renly would have been a lot more like, well, you're in trouble, but, and, like, we'll pardon you or whatever. Or at least fight you with an army, yeah. not with magic monsters. Yeah, and Stannis, she knows that it's Stannis. That's another important thing. She doesn't know how she knows it, but she knows mm. that that shadow thing came from Stannis. Yeah, so she's she like, she said, she, oh, I felt Stannis' presence in there. Something. Anyway, she knows that she and her northern army are in trouble now. And that everything mm-hmm. has changed as of this chapter. Yeah, because it, it was kind of a devil's triangle before. Now, yeah. you know, now it's just a line. Oh, there was another, there was another little throwaway line that I thought was interesting. Wherein Renly's, oh, Renly's talking to his bros, Randall Tarley and all those guys. And he's all like, hey, like, if you find, um, oh my god, my brain is totally... Stannis. No. No. Uh, uh, Barristan Selmy. If he finds Barristan Selmy with Stannis, don't kill him. And they're like, well, why do you think he's with them? With Stannis. And he's like, well, he's going to serve a king. He's not with me. Yeah. He's not with Rob, so he must be with Stannis. And he's like, I want to do an interview with him, so I don't want him to be dead. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's uh, just a throwaway line. Pay attention. Pay attention. Pay, pay attention to that. Wait, wait, did you hear that? Is he email this back? I know, I said, did you hear that? Yeah, yeah, I have. Oh, really? Okay, I, I don't know. Jerry said you did. Jesse? I did. I did. Wait, who who did it? Tim or Jennifer? I did. Ah, oh, we'll never hear back. No, I checked it. <laughs> hey, come on a podcast so we can talk about your dick. What's your dick like? Here's my um, dick. We are slowly dropping in people who want We just, I just we usually get to a big number to start talking about dicks, lose one, then gain ten, and then by the end of the second episode, it's all dick talk. We need a, uh, a sixth, uh, fifth cam just showing boobs, so like all the randos will come in. Or a girl in her underwear smoking a cigarette. I mean, Tim and Jennifer have two two cameras um so uh <laughs> i'm saying you could have one camera just on tim's boobs okay so professional go <laughs> <laughs> um so i guess that's that's it for us this week you, yeah. crazy, you crazy kids hey since our podcast is in a dog eat dog versus shadow fight with every other podcast in the world we like it when we get more reviews and specifically reviews that have text in them so please head on over to itunes give us a quick review it costs you nothing loomis seven from the united states says tremendous and delightful help (laughs) oh man skywarp gold says test test um so we do this show live usually on mondays now and um i just want to you know thank all the people on Twitter that helped spread the word. People like Leaky Tackler, Laura Likes Lemons, Bill Lag... Lag... Uh, calories Proper. I'm going to read his other name. <laughs> Nerd Fi Gam- Gambit 616, Tim Lining, The Left Underscore Lane, Shadowbrook Ash, Where Did You Go 20, Supa 508 c Underscore Talk... Uh, thank you guys so much for uh, retweeting about the live shows. Uh, we really appreciate it. I don't know if there's anybody else. I think that's it. That's the kind of sucks. Um, so yeah, so follow us on Twitter. Uh, you can follow me at Thrifty Nerd. You can follow me at R Bristow. Girl, you can follow me anywhere, but mostly at Tim Lanning on Twitter. You can follow me at Jennifer Chief. You can follow all of us at Cast of Thrones. Um, and, uh, Nick, close your ears for a second. 
I'm not going to do anything until you close your until you cover your ears, Nick. <laughs> Some of us have another podcast. It's called dndpodcast.com. Or well, actually, it's called Drunks and Dragons, and you can find it at dndpodcast.com. It's, 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 it's about Dungeons and Dragons, and it's funny. You don't need to know Dungeons and Dragons to, to listen to it. We don't know it. Every, everyone loves it. Get it. Uh, okay, Nick, you can you can oh, your ears. Hey, hey guys, I don't know what I missed. Uh, so I guess that's gonna do it for us. Have I forgotten anything? I don't think so. Um, oh, I think we forgot the laughs for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> um, until next week, keep riding that donkey. It's like a gin and tonic, except that instead of tonic, it's got it's got ginger ale. That means mm. I might like it. You could have made a gimlet with lime that rose's lime. Oh, yeah. Jennifer, he was asking you for three hours. Come on! I didn't know you had rose's lime. This is what like to live with her. Gimlet. Now you tell me. Are uh, you know? I've never. It's pronounced gimlet. Okay. Is it really? No. 